Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to The Shit Show. Welcome to the world of the media. Kia ora everyone, Luce here. It has been a hot minute since I've been in your ears. And to be honest, I really miss it. I really, really miss the podcast. I love doing it. I love talking to you guys. And I like making sense of the world through this random little microphone. And with Ruby and Liv. Unfortunately, we can't do that at this point in time. Fingers crossed that we will be able to again very soon. But I've decided that, fuck it, I'm just going to re-upload some of my favourite conversations because our audience has grown a lot since we started the podcast and I want you all to be able to hear them. And to be honest, it just makes me feel like I'm doing the podcast again, which I really, really, really fucking hope I am soon. But this is just, you know, current Lucy here to tell you that I love you all. Thank you for listening. And yes, I'm going to be re-sharing some of my favorite conversations or episodes. So definitely, definitely listen to them, re-listen to them if you have already heard them because, you know, that's mean for the ratings. And uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a bit of a review or a rating and I will see you or you will hear me hopefully pretty soon. Love you. Bye for now. You guys, it's really funny. If you could picture me and Ruby right now, we're sitting in my bed in my sleep out. Killed up <laughs> under the blankies. Yeah, because it's pretty cold here today. We've just let the cat out because he thought he wanted to come in and now he's decided he doesn't. Fair enough. Anyway, let's get into <laughs> the actual podcast, shall we? Cue the music. What music? <laughs> <laughs> We're not some professional ass. Ruby saying cue the music means like, okay, Lucy, when you're editing, like. <laughs> I thought this was free. <laughs> Ruby's it's new true. to the podcast, guys. You can have all the technology in the world. I'm a professional at technology. So today we're going to really dive into this idea about how we comment on people's bodies in the public arena and why we do it and how much weight we give to the word weight. So stick around because that's what you're going to be in for in a wee bit. So today the layout is a bit different. Instead of having our five headlines, we're just going to deep dive straight into our discussion. Also, we're one man down. So just (laughs) as we gained someone when we got Ruby back, Liv has been absolutely bloody bogged down with uni work. You guys know how it is. She does a design degree, so she's got a lot of designy things going on that me and Ruby <laughs> know nothing about. Could never do. So it's just going to be me and Rubes for the next wee while. Yeah, but shout out to Liv. Thanks for all that you do. Yep. Love you, bitch. And now, yeah, into the show. Ready? You have the cameras rolling? 
So guys, you probably saw from the title that today's podcast is called Not Our Bodies, Not Our Business. Wow, that's going to be a great story. But Ruby, first of all, what what have you been what have you been up to this week? What have you been consuming? This week I've I've been watching a lot of good movies. My brother's a bit of a movie buff and he, he gives us some really good recommendations. But my favourite one, it's a movie called Boyhood. And basically, have you seen this movie, Luce? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> um, it follows a boy growing up, duh. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of starts when he starts school around five and then ends when he's starting university. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is so cool about this movie is that It's actually filmed over 12 years, so they cast the actors and they had the same group of them over the entire time. So you see this boy literally grow up before your eyes. That's actually crazy. 12 years. Like, that's dedication. I I love, like, that kind of artistic risk Mm -hmm. that they took and it really paid off. But this movie, it doesn't follow, like, the typical structure of a film, like, where there's a beginning, middle, and end and there's this big, like, build up to this there's no like climax there's no plot line really yeah well there's a plot but there's Mm. no big climax like the the film it's just normal life like it just follows like a flow of this boy growing up but it doesn't like trivialize or minimize what it is to grow up it's really beautiful i don't know i i would really recommend it's very raw and like the filming it doesn't have any big production from what it looks like anyway um it's like a it's breath of fresh air oh well i really want to watch that i'm not very good with movies because i'm really bad at consuming multiple different types of media at once and I know it really, it actually really pisses Ruby off, guys. When, I, when she watches the oh movie, oh my with god, me. Yes. because I'm on my phone, like on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. No, but to be fair, I'm I've actually I'm a bit bad at that at the moment as well. So what have you been up to then? <laughs> god, don't say it as if you don't care. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. So Luce, what have you been up to? <laughs> um, I have been. Spending a lot of time with you, Ruby, which has been yeah. fabulous. All day, every day. Literally all day, every day. Um, I have been listening... I've actually been consuming a lot of kind of long-form articles, which I have been sending through to the Siska chat, haven't I? Mm-hmm. They've been great. Yeah. I um, So one of them, which I'm actually going to talk to in the later discussion that we have, is titled, Everything You Know About Obesity Is Wrong. And I read it and I shared it to Siska as well. And so many of you guys loved it and wanted to know more about it kind of thing. And when it disappeared from the story, heaps of you messaged me asking for the link. And then kind of on that same line of thinking, I listened to Jamila Jamil's podcast episode where she interviews Roxanne Gay. So again, this um, podcast episode links really closely to the discussion we're about to have. But honestly, I think it's one of my favorite podcast interviews that I've ever heard. And I know that's probably because I, like, I love Roxanne Gay. I read her book, Hunger. I think her discussion about fatness and her, to be honest, just her frankness and everything she does and the way she talks about feminism. She's very eloquent and well-spoken. And the two of them... Together, what was really interesting, and I, I told Ruby to listen to this as well, so I'll be interested to know if you agree, that what made it so interesting was what, that they were 
kind of talking about fatness from both ends of the spectrum. So, like, Roxanne Gay is overweight yep. by society standards. Yeah. And um, that has been a big part of her narrative and her journey. And she talks about the trauma that led her to be overweight. And then on the other side of that, Jamila Jamil has struggled with anorexia and being underweight. Well, the episode, it just shows that, like, no matter what size you are, people are always going to have insecurities about their body. Of course. And it escapes no one. No. And they're on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. And it shows how dangerous, like, this idea of, like, the perfect body is because mm-hmm. it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. And even if, you know, from the outside, society would say that you have it you don't feel like you do, as Mm. Jamila has showed. So, yeah, guys, it's a really, really interesting discussion, and um, they've brought up a lot of points that we're going to talk to today. So, um, yeah, stick around if you want to hear more about that. But definitely go and listen to this episode. I'll link it in the show notes. It's fantastic. Quiet, quiet, quiet. So now we're going to launch into today's discussion, Not Our Body, Not Our Business. And this discussion is one that we often have in our group of friends. We talk about things like this all the time, but it was really brought to light by Adele. And you guys have probably all seen the photo of her quote unquote transformation. And we really purposefully didn't talk about this on Cisco mm. whatsoever because one, it's not our business, and two, we didn't know how to say anything because it's not our place to say anything. We don't know the broader context of a photo. But, you know, with all the commentary that's surrounding it and kind of how far this spread and how many people felt like they needed to comment on it, we really thought that we should be having a chat about not our body, not our business, basically. Yeah, I mean, I cannot agree more. It was something that we did really purposefully avoid, but it's just the attention that this photo got. Adele, she boasts an Oscar, 15 Grammys. She's named by Time Magazine as one of the most influential people in the world, and she has countless fucking bops, like... Literally. Who who doesn't love to put on Adele? And yet we can't get over her weight. And did you see all the celebrities commenting? Like, you know, I just thought that was really unhelpful. I mean, that's what the whole chat's about. Why comment on someone else's Mm. weight? It's, yeah. So we were consuming all this content on Adele. And then in the midst of all of this, that TikToker... I actually have no idea how to pronounce her name. Charlie D'Amelio? Yeah, yeah. Lucy's a TikTok correspondent. (laughs) She tweeted out, she said, stop talking about my body. It's not your place to tell me if I'm losing weight or gaining weight. She is 16 years old. Yeah, she's just turned 16. We have this obsession with talking about celebrities' weight as if we're entitled because they're in the public eye. We have this right to comment about their weight. That's the thing. It's not just celebrities we do this to. We comment as society. When we say we, we mean, you know, broader terms, society. We feel like we're entitled to comment on people's weight because we think it gives us an insight into their health. So in this conversation, yes, it was sparked for us by... First seeing everyone commenting on Adele and us not wanting to, for fear of perpetuating that. And then Charlie D'Amelio kind of tweeting out and being a new age celebrity from a whole different age group with a whole different fan base and still having people talking about her body and commenting on her weight. It really made us realise that we need to talk about a few things 
particularly concern trolling, which is something that Roxanne Gay and Jamila Jamil talked about that we want to go into. And then the weight that we put on the word weight or on people's weight and why we give it so much weight. Yeah. So concern trolling loose, do you want to explain to me what it actually is? Yeah, so everyone knows what trolling is, right? When someone Mm -hmm. posts a photo or someone just exists online and other people feel the need to go and essentially bully them in the comments. Mm -hmm. So concern trolling is not limited to, but can be, when people come into the comments section of something and comment on, and in this case it's someone's weight, whether they're skinny or fat, saying that it's unhealthy and they're commenting from a place of concern and they want to help you, but it's really just trolling under the guise of being concerned. Would this be like if we were to post a photo of Lizzo and then people were to comment and say that we were glorifying obesity? Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. we shouldn't be celebrating her Mm -hmm. body because according to them, she is Unhealthy. unhealthy. Yeah, so it's essentially people coming from what they see as like a doctor's or a healthcare standpoint, often, not always, and yeah, saying that they're concerned, in this case, obesity is being glorified. Or in Adele's case, it could be on the other end of the spectrum, people could be saying, you know, you're too skinny, Mm. what's going on with your health? It's full of assumptions, it sounds like. Yes, and I think the main thing that we need to touch on is that You don't know someone's health based on what they look like. No, like Adele, I think what is so interesting about this whole Adele thing is that there has been so much conversation about it, but Adele has said nothing. Like, Mm. she has not said one thing about her weight. The freaking photo, she is saying thank you to all of the essential workers. Mm -hmm. And nobody gave a shit about that. Nobody gave a shit that it was her birthday. Like, it was her weight, but there was no context at all. She said nothing about it. No. We can't expect her to have to front up and say, you know, look, I'm living with this or I'm dealing with this. And that's the same for everyone. We can't assume their health based on how they look. And for that reason, we should not comment or we should be Mm. very careful about how we comment on how anybody looks. And that's why there's such an issue in concern trolling. It, like, allows you to be nasty, but under a guise of, like, oh, I'm helping you. Mm, That's exactly what it does. And it's seen far too often. We posted on Siska um, a few months ago a photo of a Calvin Klein ad from 2019, which showed... Oh, my God. yeah, Yeah. Which showed a bigger woman who looked amazing in her Calvin Klein's, and it juxtaposed it with a photo from the 1990s of a slimmer woman who looked amazing in her Calvin Klein's. And people commented on that saying, you guys are promoting obesity, this is unhealthy, we shouldn't be promoting people being unhealthy. And I just had to say to a lot of them, you have no idea of this person's health Mm -hmm. just by looking at this photo. It's that simple. Don't comment because you don't know. Yeah. We have conflated this idea that, like, skinniness is healthiness. And that fatness is unhealthiness. Yeah. Which simply isn't that black and white. It's so problematic. And then there's a whole other side of this, which is concern trolling is saying that you are unhealthy or promoting unhealthy ways of living, even though you don't know and you're not a doctor. But then 
in the article I mentioned earlier, which is called Everything You Know About Obesity Is Wrong, and that is where um, this information is coming from. So if you want to go and read about it yourself, again, it's linked in the show notes. But it talks about the often medical, almost malpractice that can happen when some doctors are dealing with overweight people or fat people. So like one of the examples talks about how in Phoenix, a family medicine doctor gets an alert from her electronic health software every time she's about to see a patient who is above the overweight threshold, right? And this is because physicians are required in writing to prove that they have brought up their patient's weight and formulated a plan to bring it down regardless of whether that is what that patient came into the doctor for. And failing to do that can result in poor performance reviews or low ratings from insurance companies or whatever. But basically that means if you're coming in for a broken wrist, the doctors get an alert in Mm. this place, not all doctors obviously, and have to comment on your weight so that either, you know, they can get a pay rise or insurance companies will give them a high rating. It's like no matter what, if you're overweight, you can't escape. Like You can't. Like society does not let you escape it. It doesn't. And if you can't trust your healthcare professionals to address it in a objective and balanced way, which is, yeah, we should trust our healthcare professionals to do so. And I'm sure most of them do. I'm just talking to this one example. Another thing I do want to talk about, and this is in terms of kind of healthcare as well, is that often eating disorders in overweight people are either ignored or encouraged because they're pretty much recognized on a much higher scale if you are skinny and that's seen as a symptom. Mm. So I do just want to read a little excerpt of this piece so that you guys can kind of see what I'm talking about. So Carissa Enneking was essentially starving herself morning to night. She was working all day and then she was starving herself again. Now, Carissa Enneking is also overweight. So the last time she lived like this, which was a few years ago, um, her mum took her to the hospital and said, my daughter is sick, she's not eating. And so the doctor then kind of took a look at Enneking, saw that she was overweight and said, well, whatever you're doing now, it's working. That is so fucked up. It's so fucked up. He didn't take into consideration what she was in for. He just saw that she was overweight and said that what she was doing was working. He urged her to keep it up, assured her that once she got small enough, her body would start to process food differently. So in this article, Anna King says, if you looked at anything other than my weight, I had an eating disorder and my doctor was congratulating me. Like, society privileges skinny people, but you wouldn't, like, I would never expect that doctors would too like you're going in for your health because your health is the most important thing for a doctor to turn around and just completely disregard that information yeah when you go to a doctor for a mental health issue you don't want to be there most of the time you know you have a support person or someone has given you the advice to go and talk to a doctor you want to be taken seriously and I think of course with things like eating disorders which can manifest in so many different ways and in everyone no one is exempt from them no eating disorder is not a representation of your weight no but that is what society struggles to understand understand and to then treat accordingly where i want to go with this conversation is that in turn 
if doctors are essentially treating fat people like shit, and it's not all doctors, of course not. I'm not trying to lay a blanket term over healthcare workers. But if you go to the doctor as an overweight person and you're treated like shit, you're less likely to go to the doctor. So then if you're less likely to go to the doctor, you're more likely to get sick and not have that treated. And then you will become unhealthy. And so it's just, it's, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Darling, is the wind blowing today? I'd like to watch television, darling. I think a really good example of concern trolling is Gillian Michaels' comments about Lizzo to BuzzFeed. So if you don't know who Gillian Michaels is, she is the host of The Biggest Loser. Do you remember that show? Oh my god, it's, yeah. Just that the show fucking, in itself is oh my god, so problematic. problematic. I hadn't even oh. thought about that. You guys can't see, but I'm doing a massive <laughs> fucking face palm right now because I hadn't even thought about that in the context of this conversation. Anyway, maybe come back to that one. She said to BuzzFeed, why are we celebrating her body? Why does it matter? Why aren't we celebrating her music? Because it isn't going to be awesome if she gets diabetes. So, like, it's weird because she starts this comment and I'm like, you're right. Why aren't we focusing on her music? And then she has to add in the diabetes comment, which just discredits her entire statement. Because you do clearly care about her body. You're clearly bothered by her weight and you want to comment on it and comment as if you know the state of her health. We have no idea how healthy Lizzo is. Just like we have no idea how healthy Adele is. We aren't their personal doctors. We don't have their records. But we still feel the need to focus on it and pick their bodies apart. And we have never allowed people like Lizzo and like Adele to just be singers to just be performers we've created this subculture of success where they're not just singers they're not just performers they are fat women who are also singers and performers like we can't separate their body type from who they are because it's not what we're used to it's like we we either shame them or we talk about them like oh my god she's so brave that she's able to do this like as if it's something that is inherently wrong that she should be ashamed of and good yeah, on that, you. Yeah, like good on her. It's fucked up. It's really fucked. And I completely agree. And on the Lizzo chat, because we also don't have any right to comment on how Lizzo looks, but let's comment on how amazing she dances and her fitness, how amazing she is on stage. She can do huge shows. This is something that um, Roxanne Gay and Jamila talk about a lot as well is how we need to be crediting people for what they're good at and what they can offer and not what they fucking Mm. look like yeah i agree that lizzo is such a good example of concern trolling yeah and she her exist she's become like the poster girl for like this body positivity movement which i love but it's just it's a shame that that even needs to be a thing Mm. that people can't just exist in their bodies for what they're good at movement yeah yeah Somehow, these incredibly talented women, their weight is always brought into the discussion. Like, we can't get away from it. We can't just talk about their amazing performances. They're They're really good at what they do. We can't just leave it at that. We have to comment on how they look. We, I think we really need to look into just why we care so much. Why do we put so much weight on people's weight? 
we don't have an answer to this because if there was an answer to this then we would have fixed the problem of us all poking our nose into other people's business and commenting on people's weight as a society we are obsessed with weight it has become our currency our value is inherently connected to our appearance in this day and age i mean not even in it has throughout history Mm -hmm. you know although the ideal body has changed and has fluctuated Mm -hmm. beautiful women have always been championed and beautiful men as well and it's this idea that our lives will somehow be better and society will afford us better opportunities and benefits and treat us better if we are this ideal size and that's exactly it right now guys we are talking about size but we know that this goes across a lot more than just size like you are championed for so many things, for being cisgendered, for your race, yeah. things like that. But oh right for God, this conversation, yeah. I do just want to put it out there that we're not saying size is the only factor. That's just the one we're talking about today. And Ruby, I completely agree. Obviously, guys, we are not born seeing people as fat or thin mm. and that fat is bad and thin is good. It's something that is constructed, like everything is, mm. as we're growing Ah, and so why do we care so much? Well, it's because everything we've grown up with is kind of telling us to care. Right now, we have become intensely self-surveilling by using social media and Instagram. And I know that social media sounds like such a stupid argument. But when we're talking about weight and the way we see ourselves and others, social media and the amount of time we spend looking at ourselves and others cannot be left out of the conversation like it's never been on such a grand scale before people's livelihoods are i mean we've always had models and actresses but like influencers Mm -hmm. like how could they not put their value in their weight or how they look when that's literally how they make their value that's how they make their money so when we when we were growing up, for us, it was like, you know, obviously people we saw in magazines, the huge airbrushing movement that happened. And now it's like, okay, well, we've moved away from that, but we're onto Instagram and Facetune. And, mm. and yes, there are a lot of things existing for the body acceptance, body positivity movement, but it would be amazing for it to not be a movement for it to be reality. You know, yeah. it shouldn't have to be a movement. It shouldn't have to be a subculture. It should just be body acceptance, all bodies. But we also can't minimise the way, I mean, I hate to be this person, but capitalism Mm. really makes a good buck from this whole... Capitalism does. The world is still built for skinny people, even... And this is just one example. I read a statistic and I don't know how this was found, so I can't fully rely on it, but that 30% of people are overweight, yet... Aeroplanes and public public transport doesn't account for that. So when we're talking about capitalism and we're talking about an airline, overweight people have to buy two seats. For sure. Also, just the amount of money that is in, like, diet culture. Yeah. And in, I mean, this is kind of different, but in skincare and in and shapewear and clothing and just, like, this constant need to be more beautiful to invest money Mm -hmm. in our appearance and it's the question right who profit who profits of my insecurities yeah and it's all these brands you've just listed yeah and that i actually read a really good article that said that if you're trying to combat this in yourself and your own prejudice against fat people or something you're struggling with yourself ask yourself who profits off me feeling this way if it's not you profiting If it's 
a bunch of different businesses like fucking Skims or Spanx or whatever it is, then you know that you should try not to think that way. Mm. It's so normal to fluctuate. Your weight is so dependent on what's going on in your life, your stress levels, your job, your... Puberty. Yeah, puberty, the medication you're taking. If you're at university and all you can fucking afford to eat is noodles every day like it's a normal part of life and we've come to resent it by resenting the fact that our weight fluctuates then we end up resenting food Mm. and here lies an unhealthy relationship it's i completely agree ruby it's Mm. when we weaponize weight or resent fluctuations or how our body is meant to naturally look because we've never been taught to love that we've never been taught to accept that that's where so many of us are struggling with having a good relationship with food. And I really think that we project, you know, our own securities with our weight onto these celebrities that we are talking and feel so, we feel so passionate about their own weight. And that is because we are struggling so much ourselves and we don't feel like we can talk about ourselves. Of but course. we can, you know, we can anonymously comment it online. I think we should also talk to the word fat. Because even in this podcast, if we've been recording, we've kind of bounced between saying overweight, saying bigger, saying fat. Because fat is a word that we are taught to have negative connotations. Yeah, that's what I something that I really appreciated with the Jamila Jamil Mm -hmm. Roxanne Gay podcast is that they use the word fat. Just so well, it's just an adjective. Yeah, it was just it was just another word. I mean, they didn't pussyfoot around the word fat. To excuse a pun, but they didn't put any weight upon it. Yeah. You know, they they it was just a word, and I think I still struggle. I mean, if I listen back to this conversation, I still really would have struggled to just even say the word fat because we think it's mean because yeah. we're taught it's That's, a bad word. Yeah, and and it it should just be another word in our vocabulary. It should and be like calling someone tall or short. There shouldn't be inherent shame. And being fat. You can be fat and healthy, and you can be fat and unhealthy. You can be skinny and healthy. You can be skinny and unhealthy. Neither of these words should be more than just describing words. And should have any influence on your worth in society or the way that you are treated. Exactly. I was telling Ruby before, guys, I read a really good article called What Happened When I Called My Girlfriend Fat? And... I kind of clicked on it. I was like, this has to be clickbait because, like, you know, they're going to lose their shit or whatever. And then um, basically it was a lesbian couple and one of the women said, she was looking at herself in the mirror and she walked out to a girlfriend and said, um, do these jeans make me look fat or do I look fat in these jeans? And the other woman just said, you are fat and you're also beautiful. And then she went into a conversation about how fat shouldn't be a word that's so heavily negative that you don't want it to be associated with you or you can't have it as part of your identity even if it is yeah I I really I love that it's like Mm -hmm. why would we ever think that because you're fat you can't be beautiful exactly because you can be both it's not mutually exclusive whatsoever we only know as much as a photo tells us which we know it's a big fuck all it's a big fuck all it's a lot easier said than done but if it's not our body it's not our business and we shouldn't be commenting on it period and if you guys have any thoughts on this or 
you know, want to write a piece about it or have any other <laughs> articles that we should read or things we should listen to, we would love to hear them because we're not experts, but we are pretty passionate about how commenting on people's weight can affect them. I think what would be really great to sum up this conversation is a bit of a shout out to one of the first pieces that Lucy ever put on the website, which is called The Art of Compliments. This this whole piece, it just focuses on complimenting people for what they are and how good they are rather than what they look like. I yeah. feel like so often our compliments are so appearance-based, but I think getting away from that is like a good, really good way to start viewing other people for what they're good at. for And for what you love about them, for what they offer up. Yeah, if we if we all started seeing other people more for yeah their worth rather than what they look like, the world would be a better place. We'll link that in the show notes below, guys. See you next episode. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.